0: well holden i gotta tell you i should have gotten the pfizer man if you're yeah. out there you haven't gotten your vaccine yet i i from anecdotally uh moderna second dose uh giving people a harder time than the pfizer second dose from what i've been hearing and uh, it has kicked my butt this week but i'm here <laughs> olden slowly recovering um so you know, I promising young woman was was nice to watch during this. That was a, that was probably the highlight of me just being unable to get up from the couch <laughs> for like four days.
1: Anecdotally uh, getting the Pfizer, uh, I did even though I, I, I had heard that if you've had COVID before, like sometimes the symptoms are worse, but I've had COVID and I did not hardly affect me at all, both doses. so uh,
0: yeah, the first dose didn't affect me, and maybe I just had. Maybe I just had covid and didn't know it cuz man yeah or I got another bug to go along with it just simultaneously oh, that could be. maybe but uh yeah
1: not You got a you got a bigger microchip in your arm <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's funny cuz I did sh- I switched to windows hold on I just sold my mac I switched to windows I'm recording wow. in audacity instead of the garage band uh, no that's just all made up but oh, i um uh, okay <laughs> i do feel the need to to give money to bill gates all of a sudden <laughs> uh holden what do we got this week huh
1: welcome to another episode of that one movie podcast also known as tomp the weekly show where we discuss movies games and tv shows in addition to kind of whatever mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones i'm your host holden sutter joined by my co-host jimmy youthy
0: holden i'm here this is <laughs> quite the accomplishment i'm, I'm very tired that's but good.
1: I mean. We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of "A Promising Young Woman and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode four.
0: Which was dumb. Okay. We're not even at the review yet, Jimmy. <laughs> All right, let's do it. do <laughs> One movie podcast. First, Jimmy, we've gotta do the toms. I was a little harsh on Falcon the Winter Soldier. It was okay.
1: Okay. We're not we're still not <laughs> at the
0: review, Jimmy. Just hold off, alright? Alright.
1: The Toms. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms. The Toms. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms. Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it.
0: Yeah, that new Captain America. I don't know what to think <laughs> about him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so we start out. Uh, we got a trailer this week for a movie that I keep forgetting is coming out. It's it's like I th- I think I forgot about it for anticipated movies as well. But uh, those who wish me dead, uh, the new Taylor Sheridan movie.
0: Uh, we have seen uh,
1: three. Each of both of us have seen three of his previous movies. We he like had, all of them.
0: He only has three, I think, right? Does he? I don't know.
1: I I, I wasn't sure if he had like smaller stuff before. No, I think like, it's. The
0: car, yeah. Just the three? I, right. Maybe I don't. That's my understanding. Maybe my favorite
1: not. of the three, personally, is Hell or High Water. I think.
0: I'm a Sicario boy. Except, it, I mean, they're all good. Hell or yeah. High is second for me, then Wind River, but all good.
1: Yeah. Um. But anyway, so this is a new one. Um. It's got Angelina Jolie, but also got a lot Little of other people. Yeah, I got Littlefinger. Little Finger. It's got um, John John Bernthal, who's the Punisher. It's got tyler perry i think i think that was tyler perry in the trailer um and uh i th- i i couldn't i forgot to look it up but i think nicholas holt was the other guy who was with little finger so got some got some name actors in here that people would know uh, what'd you think of the trailer jimmy
0: I mean, it wasn't like, a oh, wow, I need to see this trailer, but I was like, oh, Taylor Sheridan and Littlefinger and Angelina Jolie, I'll watch this and, you know, hopefully it was worth burning down California to, to film it, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think just with Taylor Sheridan attached, I'm interested. I mean, I, I, I think it's kind of, it seems like kind of your typical thriller, you gotta protect a kid kind of thing, but with a unique like forest fire setting, which I think could be cool and tense and and spooky spooky Um, yeah Um, and I don't know it it looks exciting I guess I mean
0: from the three movies I know of his he's yet to make a bad one I mean he also has his Yellowstone show which I haven't seen
1: but I've heard it's alright
0: I don't know yeah (laughs) yeah uh, I'm excited for it though. I'll give it a Um, brokaw holden
1: yeah me too brokaw there you go Uh, we had um so as far as release dates paramount had a lot of delays they came out and they're like all right we're just going to basically be pushing back all of our movies um so start out with uh jackass four has been pushed back a month to october 22nd 2021 uh unfortunately We'll have to wait another, another few months for Top Gun Maverick (laughs) (laughs) pushed back to November 19th, 2021. And that pushback caused Mission Impossible 7 to be delayed.
0: (laughs) Dang it. So we were so close.
1: We were so close. Mission Impossible 7 has now been pushed back to May 27th, 2022. So over a year away. Oh. Um Oof. and then uh, obviously Mission Impossible Eight got pushed back because of that too. That's coming out July seventh, twenty twenty three. Um. Well, and Then on. now
0: we can just slot those who wish me dead into our top ten most anticipated yeah. movies. Now <laughs> that Mission Impossible is out.
1: Yeah, I think that is the first one that's that's been delayed out of
0: this year, which we totally thought was going to happen. Didn't <laughs> yeah, I felt like <laughs> I we, we, said we said that are that. like that's not going <laughs> to come out this year, but we can hope also hold on, i mean not to jump the gun i know i'm interrupting you like a good podcast co-host is it uh, something
1: about the new captain america <laughs>
0: no it's not anything about falcon the winter soldier surprisingly uh but i was gonna say so if dune gets delayed is that gonna if it gets delayed into 2022 are we just not gonna be able to see it because of the freaking regal uh, oh yeah gameplay, uh, i don't think it'll get delayed but I'm just saying, if it happens, does oh. that affect that since it goes from a 2021 to 2022 release? Because I'm like, what's coming out for WB in 2022 anyway, and that I care about. So I was These just thinking questions. about that; it just crossed my mind. So. Oh, well,
1: Black Adam! We'll miss out on Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Black Adam.
0: What a shame.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I'd- have no idea. I don't think it'll get delayed. I don't think any of WB's movies, unless they're like just not ready, I don't think they'll get delayed because they're releasing them on HBO Max and they're doing really well. Godzilla vs. Kong is like doing extremely well for them.
0: <laughs> and that's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, anyway, and then the, the other two, which neither of us really care about, uh, Snake Eyes, which is that G.I. Joe movie, uh, got moved up to July 12th 2021 so that's coming out soon i guess i don't know i don't care about it if it looks good maybe i'll see it uh and dungeons and dragons got pushed back to march 3rd 2023 what do you think of all these delays jimmy
0: i um bummer that mission possible got delayed bombadil for that yeah
1: bombadil for that as well uh so this is interesting so i we've got you know wb's got hbo max and everything right disney's obviously got disney plus what's sony gonna do actually just make exclusive streaming deal with netflix so now makes sense so yeah now all sony movies are going to be uh starting in 2022 are going to go straight to netflix after a theatrical run uh and so this will uh, start with movies like uncharted uh, so Uncharted will be going to Netflix after after it's done in the theaters um, obviously I assume that includes Morbius and, and, and Venom <laughs> actually no I guess <laughs> Venom 2 is coming out this year still um, but yeah we'll be able to see Morbius on Netflix
0: sweet great after we pay to go see it yeah, for the <laughs> podcast <laughs> so we're not going to see it on Netflix because I'm probably not going to want to watch it again
1: probably not i saw venom twice why did i see venom twice
0: why why did you see venom twice (laughs) did you we saw it together the first time i went once with you and
1: then i think i went once with another friend who wanted to see it
0: wow that's commitment to that friendship yeah if i would have asked you and you had gone already you would have said no (laughs) yeah you're right (laughs) um yeah so i mean cool
1: i think um I mean, Netflix still remains one of my favorite streaming platforms, and so having all these other, like, you know, HBO Max and everything, while they're cool, it is kind of a shame that those some of those movies aren't going to Netflix, so I think it's cool that they're going to be getting some big movies. Yeah.
0: I agree, Hold on, I'll give it a Broca. I think it's a good fit for everybody.
1: Yeah, broka. Everyone has Netflix already, so cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, this, uh,
1: you'll be excited about this, Jimmy. So this week, uh, reportedly Saw 10 is already in development. (laughs) Spiral is not even out yet and they're already working on a 10th one. Uh, right now the project is just titled Saw X, but I assume that's just because, you know, 10 is the the X Roman numeral thing. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but literally nothing else is known about it. It was just, I think it was spotted in some publication or something. Yeah. Yeah you you, you want to see a
0: saw 10 let's <laughs> let's do it <laughs> um, I hope let's go with just other things that start with an S salt shaker a salt shaker from um, the book of saw spatula <laughs> <laughs> from the book of saw
1: yeah Uh. I mean hey if we maybe we should start getting these yearly like they used to come out yearly and then just every year that can be your number one <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow! Uh, yeah, I mean the hype is real for Spiral Holden. I I did the math. It's actually set to be our one hundred and first episode, so we need to have a gap week, Holden. Oh, <laughs> <the laughs> we'll need. To- <laughs> Great! Thank you for making me edit that now. Uh, just taking a mental note of that time code: eleven minutes thirty. About all right. Um. So, uh, we're gonna have to take a gap week here, Holden. Sometimes, so uh, you know. You know, just because it's got to be our hundredth episode, so fine. The listener okay. requests can wait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll take we'll take a gap week at some point. Okay, okay.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'll, I'll give Saw Ten a, a Broca. Yeah, Broca. Keep them coming. Yeah, this is we got some good stuff coming out today. uh th- so this. uh some news about Indiana Jones Five. Uh Phoebe Waller Bridge was just cast as the female lead in the film. Uh, she previously has worked uh, in, in these big Lucasfilm movies because she was previously L337 in Solo, I guess. I didn't know that. Uh, but she also uh, she's also notable she wrote the script for No Time to Die coming out soon. But the biggest thing that most people would know her from is that she wrote and starred in Fleabag, which is apparently really good. Hmm. That's on Amazon. But apparently very good. People seem to like her. She seems to have like a really good good sense of humor like comedy seems to be her strong suit
0: um i did not like her in solo <laughs> it, i
1: yeah I, well i just didn't like that character yeah <laughs>
0: uh but uh good for her broke Yeah off. she se-
1: she seems cool um I, I she hosted snl i think i watched that episode it was funny uh, uh, in, a, the, in addition to this, um, it was officially confirmed, not that we thought otherwise, but uh, officially confirmed that John Williams
0: is going to be coming back to do the score for it. He is. I yeah. would not have guessed that, actually, since he's like, I'm not doing any more Star Wars movies. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's like, yeah, we'll do one more Indiana Jones movie. Sure. It's all 90% the same anyway for Indiana Jones. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's good. Uh, what are the odds that she plays his daughter? <laughs> Probably gonna happen. <laughs> She's like and the right age for it. There you go. So, I don't know, or granddaughter or something. I don't know. Yeah, just don't be his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd,
1: I'd, I, I, kind of doubt they'll do that. Um, I'll give, I'll give Brokaw to both. I think cool, yeah. getting some fresh blood into Indiana Jones and obviously John Williams. Heck yeah.
0: Yeah, John Williams still going at it. Yeah, he's like ninety.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay, so this next one, pretty exciting, Jimmy. They're they're making a Peeps movie. <laughs>
0: Bombadil. <laughs> How do you feel about Peeps? I didn't we talk about this last week? This was our cold open last week. Holden. Oh we yeah, we talked about Easter That's- candy. I don't really, I don't eat them very often. They're just sugary marshmallows. So no, yeah. I. I don't have an affinity towards Peeps.
1: Can have like one a year. That's like my limit. Although I never, I didn't even have that this year. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So (laughs) they they're making a Peeps movie. I wrote down the uh, the whole uh, like plot synopsis here. Uh, The untitled animated feature will follow a ragtag group of Peeps characters who set on a cross country journey in order to attend Peeps Fest, an annual brand celebration in Pennsylvania the screenplay will be written by David Goldblum and the upcoming f- animated feature is
0: being marketed as trolls meets smurfs <laughs> is David Goldblum oh I, that's the thing Jeff Goldblum is he related are they I related don't I don't know
1: This I, I literally just copy and pasted this whole like block of text uh, from a wow. website
0: if this movie is not nominated for a Razzie that will be a miracle
1: <laughs> I don't think this is quite on the level of like the emoji movie but like it's pretty cringe.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I almost think this is below the emoji movie, peeps. Do we have other candy made movies? Um, we don't have a Hershey Kiss movie.
1: Yeah, that would be like the most obvious one.
0: We don't. What we don't are the A candies? Starburst movie? Nerds, Skittles. I I'm guess trying to Willy think. Wonka of like,
1: has a lot of those Wonka candies in it.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Oh. This is going to be bad. I mean, it's just there's no way, right? There's oh, no yeah. way this is going to be a good movie. So, I mean, maybe they'll deal.
1: pull off like a Lego movie where it's a brand like marketing movie that turns out to be really good.
0: Yeah, but Lego makes sense. Peeps. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to at least come out over Easter. I, if it doesn't Watch come it out not. over Easter, I don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> I, I just where who said who decided this? I don't know. People in a boardroom.
1: Like, hey, what can we exploit and just make into a, a stupid movie for
0: cheap? I just cannot believe someone thought this was a good idea.
1: Yeah, let's get say a, a pombadil from me.
0: Wins Academy Awards for first an- or one of the only animated films to be win a best picture or whatever.
1: LEGO Movie wasn't even nominated for best animated
0: feature. Wow controversial uh some people really money. don't like the lego movie what some people really don't like the lego movie but really? i think it's pretty good yeah, yeah i think it's really good yeah
1: i like it a lot all right so that is it for film news but that's not all of the news we have oh, i'm sure boy. You heard i'm sure you heard this bit yeah so uh obviously we we are big fans of the the video game the last of us um and we 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 talk about it a lot. In fact, we had our longest episode was talking about the sequel of The Last of Us. But anyway, so I
0: was, and we I think it got usurped by when we talked about The Leftovers, uh, which is surprising. Uh, it's one of our longest ones.
1: Okay. Anyway, we talked about The Last of Us two for like an hour and a half. <laughs> it was a long discussion but um so now it's been like i don't think it's been officially confirmed by by sony or naughty dog but it's been basically confirmed by credible sources that there's going to be a remake of the last of us being made for the so ps5 presumably
0: i i so the internet's reaction has been very anti this story universally yeah. pretty much my thing is okay I really like The Last of Us. It's it is that or Uncharted is my favorite game of all time. Uncharted mm-hmm. 4. Um it goes back and forth depending on my mood. And uh, it's like okay, I'd be excited for it if it's just a reskin of the game with PS5 graphics. Yeah. But if it's like a legit remake, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what is the thought process behind that? Yeah, like, because it wasn't even originally with Naughty Dog. So, if like if it, you're gonna do like an original remake of it, then I would want Neil Druckmann headfully involved. If you're gonna be tweaking things and you need the original actors and stuff, what my what I'm worried about here is: are they gonna just? Uh, throw on Pedro Pascal and like, uh, <laughs> what's her name? the The actress is gonna play Ellie from Game of Thrones. I'm, yikes! I mean, like that would be it's bad for me. But uh the idea but, of just reskinning it with <laughs> PS5 graphics, I'm like excited about that. I'm not apologizing. I get other people want other IPs revisited or new things created. I mean, okay, I think making a remastered version of a game obviously takes less resources than a whole new ip mm-hmm. um but i think a lot of people the sense i got was why aren't we dedicating this to revisiting jack and daxter or making a new yeah. ip or whatever and i understand that um i get why people, like i think that's a legitimate reason to be frustrated but um i mean i would i would buy i would be happy to spend money on a, a, a ps5 remaster i get it the The original game still plays great on like a ps4 yeah a, like, as for pro or a, a ps5 and you can get 4k and 60 frames per second or whatever it looks pretty solid um yeah that's my thing is like if this was like a
1: ps2 game i would be more okay with it but like i don't I don't know if I'm really at the point yet where anything beyond, like, a remaster of PS3 games is, like, necessary. Because, like, I mean, sure, obviously graphics have gotten a lot better, but it hasn't been, like, as huge of a jump as something in between, like, the PS2 or the PS3. Like, I just... People like to say that we're getting close to, like, a graphical plateau, and I don't know if that's true or not, but, like, it's... I don't know. It just... I feel like the game looks nice enough in the PS4 remaster. Like, just play that version. It's already I mean, backwards it, compatible. Like
0: <laughs> It is, yeah. And it it definitely is comparable to quite a few PS4 games. I mean, not like God of War and Spider-Man mm-hmm. and The Last of Us Part Two, but, I mean, it, it, there are some parts where it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like it was a PS3 game. Yeah. Up, but I mean, it was the best-looking game of that entire generation, so uh, yeah. It, like, it does seem a little premature. Uh, but uh, you know, but we also haven't seen a PS5 game really take advantage of that. So because Last of Us Two is PS4, so yeah, yeah. And the the
1: other thing about it is, I was like reading the article, and apparently, like they originally were going to remake the original Uncharted, which needs it a lot more than this does. The original Uncharted looks a lot worse. It plays a lot worse. Like, I would much rather see a remake of that with, like, modern gen stuff than Last of Us.
0: I, I, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. In terms of, I think the quality of Uncharted skyrocketed i think the fourth one is by far the best one i know some people like to the best having gone back and replayed to this summer i just think four is just so polished some people have problems with the pacing of it but i think it's just all around which is crazy because that game was in a very very bad place for a long time mm-hmm. uh, in turmoil within naughty dog which is crazy to me because it's like to me it's like a masterpiece so um yeah, I I kind of agree that Uncharted the original game, which I, I guess I haven't played, but just from what I've seen, looks really rough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is.
1: I mean, it's got some fun parts, but it definitely just feels like a rougher version of
0: everything that comes later. And then they could refine the narrative and yeah, like make flesh it actually like
1: interesting,
0: <laughs> and uh, the voice acting, and just refine that writing. That, yeah. Uh, was not as refined in the the earlier installments, so I agree with that, Holden. But I, in terms of what would I be more excited about, I still would be more excited about a, a Last of Us remaster. But the remake thing, it makes me scared because don't don't make it, don't completely change it. Oh my goodness!
1: I'm kind of I'm just hoping this is like people misinterpreting some information because honestly, like I if this is just like a remaster, that's fine, whatever. But which you the would th- think it is, right? The other, you would think. The other thing know. that went alongside this was apparently like, apparently Sony denied a pitch
0: for Days Gone too. <laughs> I saw. I, I mean, I haven't played Days Gone. I could at any time. I don't really have a desire to just because yeah. from what I've seen, it's just not interesting to me. Yeah. Apparently, it's not that great. It's okay. Well, I heard the gameplay is pretty good, but just the narrative is kind of insufferable. So,
1: yeah. Whatever, we've talked about this a while. I'm going to give The Last of Us Remake a, honestly, maybe a Bombadil.
0: Well, for me, it depends. Remaster, uh, complete remake where they change things and do all that, that would potentially be a Bombadil. I'm just going to give it a
1: Bombadil either way because I already own The Last of Us Remastered, which is compatible on the PS5. And I don't want to have to feel obligated to buy a remake of the game that already works on it.
0: Okay. Olden, oh, you old curmudgeonly <laughs> old man. I said old twice. All right, uh, Berjan. Do we have any more news this nope. week? Oh, Prince nope. Philip nope. died, and I gotta be honest, Thea. I was like, is that Meghan Markle's <laughs> husband? <laughs> and then I went, and then I saw the picture of him. I'm like, oh, I thought he was already dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a scary looking dude. Uh, I mean obviously, rest in peace,
0: rest us. in peace he lived to be ninety nine okay yeah. everybody' talks about how the queen lives forever. nobody talked about it. he was ninety nine my yeah, goodness, right? wow, he was uh he was going for a long time, so uh yeah, rest in peace guy that I didn't really <laughs> know about, yeah, out of the loop with the royal family not to make not to make light of that. I apologize to the people to, to his loved ones who listen to this podcast. Uh, All right, Holden, on to that. Captain, or what the... Falcon Winter, and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> episode fat, four. Fat Wiz.
1: All right, so we can finally talk about it, Jimmy. <laughs> I've been ready. You are jumping the gun a couple different times. Zemo's um,
0: great, man. I love Zemo. He's without him in this show i would just be It would be insufferable for me and uh <laughs> carly is what's her name the mm-hmm. freckled girl oh she's Car-
1: yeah carly Morganthau.
0: carly morgenthal i like her pretty much too except they're just like she's she's got to be evil at times otherwise she can't be the villain i thought yeah she
1: was like better in this episode because she didn't like i mean obviously she didn't blow up uh, like an orphanage or whatever she did last episode (laughs) which was just kind of dumb but yeah she she was a lot more interesting in this episode i was like yeah okay i it felt it it now it with this episode that action in the last episode just makes her character seem inconsistent and it ju- definitely just seems like Marvel like corporate was like hey we need to make her evil
0: she's got to blow up some guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> um speaking of just making people evil the new ca- <laughs> Captain America is just evil okay. John Walker yeah John John Walker um he is. Which is kind of this is weird. I'm just realizing this. But I went to high school with a guy named uh Cale Walker and he looks like John Walker, kind of. Yeah, maybe
1: it's maybe it's him. Maybe he went to school with Wyatt yeah. Russell and he, <laughs> under a different and he moniker.
0: Just, maybe he did and just got was like fifteen years older. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, and oh my goodness. Okay, so I I don't like, okay, he goes bad or whatever, but like you could have at least made it a convincing turn (laughs) or something (laughs) like he would. I never got the sense. He was like, they tried to make him a good guy that very first episode or whatever, Mm -hmm. but we didn't really, they just told us that, you know what I'm saying? We didn't really get to see that. I guess he had stage fright. So we're supposed to feel for him or whatever.
1: Yeah. You're right. I mean, yeah, he never really did. Aside from helping them in that one fight on top of the trucks that's, like, the only, like, good thing he did. And then yeah, after then,
0: that, he's just, like, a dick. <laughs> do you know who I am? And he's, like, just beating people up. And it, it it's just so obvious, too. It's like, oh, I wonder if he's going to get the super, or this, the, whatever, superhuman serum, or whatever you call it. The super yeah. soldier serum. Or, oh, and then he's definitely going to take it. and. And it's it kind of sucks
1: because like I think Wyatt Russell gives a good
0: performance. He does, like, yeah. Like I, 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 it's so stupid how people are getting mad at Wyatt Wyatt Russell. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? He's yeah, doing no, a good he's, job.
1: He is doing a good job with what he's given. It's just a shame that his writing is not very good. Is <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I I did think it was funny that he just got his a- handed to him by <laughs> the. Uh, Dora Milaje or whatever their names are like I thought that was pretty funny it's kind of funny that he's just like he sucks at
0: fighting Um, which is like what the heck he's also they like he's a like he seemed like a pretty comp or competent soldier and then he just seems completely incompetent now (laughs) so I'm like they literally had such a huge vetting process for the next Captain America but then the guy just turns out to be <laughs> completely incompetent so it's like what's going on here yeah. it is confusing and I,
1: I mean I guess it makes sense with like the, the Dora Milaje because they're like some of the most highly trained warriors I mean of Wakanda but it they it seems to imply the world too but still like he doesn't even hold his own at all <laughs> he just like falls on his
0: butt has he just has, has there been a fight where he's just not gotten beaten up I
1: don't think so <laughs> Cause he gets beaten up on top of the trucks too,
0: and um, golly, I just the the whole part with it. I like I said, Holden. Why I was looking forward to Loki is because it's a show that appears to be the where the plot is advanced by people outsmarting other people, and those those choices those like little manipulations are what drives the plot and in this show literally they're like I'll give you 10 minutes no one changed my mind you're under arrest (laughs) and they're like it's just him making a stupid emotionally rash decision honestly and that advances the plot and that drives me insane because that is the laziest form of writing that you could possibly do
1: as far as like things i don't like about his character that might be the that part might be the thing that annoyed me the most because i'm like uh, yeah he's okay fine they're trying to make him show that he's like he's not he doesn't have it all together that's fine but he's still like a soldier and he still like has these like I mean, he's he's shown to be, or at least we've been told that he's, like, a good soldier. Like, why doesn't he just wait? What, like, what advantage does it, does he gain by just going in then versus, like, in, in a few
0: more minutes? I don't get it. Yeah. I just, they just made him so, like, okay, you can have unlikable characters, all right? But don't try to get us to s- sympathize with someone. And then make turn them evil, and then expect us to like like you just made him unlikable. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. there was no sympathizing with him because you made him unlikable. So he
1: doesn't get enough screen time. So like we don't. I mean, he he sure he had his like sympathetic moments in the first episode or two or whatever, and then like since then we haven't really gotten any of that. It's just him being angry. It's. (laughs) Like we're supposed to still be kind of feeding off of that sympathy we maybe got from him for
0: him in the first couple episodes, because after that there's just nothing. And then um, what's it, what's Falcon's name? Sam. 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 What's his? Wilson. Sam Wilson. Uh boy, I just he is nothing to me. I I not His character is not intriguing to me at all. <laughs> yeah, I kind the of the agree and the whole like i'm going to go talk to carly and we're going to relate to each other i was like this is so cheesy like this would not this is not realistic at all <laughs> if you saw someone you thought they were hunting you down you would just beat them up or run away yeah like, she's like oh no the three sentences you said opened my heart and i relate to you and <laughs> but also i'm i'm going to kill your nephews but just kidding i won't i would never do that but i don't know i
1: Completely forgot that his sister was, like, in this show at all (laughs) when she showed up. I was like, oh, yeah. That was a subplot that they have kind of dropped.
0: Boy, if it wasn't for Zemo, man, I would just not be interested in this show at all. Like, (laughs) I like how he just sneaks out. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, Zemo, like, we talked about it last week, which was, like, the first full episode that he was in. And he's just, like he's he's like a fun presence and he's still like the only person who just does who doesn't like isn't angry with people for no reason like he's
0: he's pretty he's actually relatively nice <laughs> he's literally done the most evil thing of anybody in the show that we've seen and yeah. he's the most likable person on the screen yeah. <laughs> or the most interesting or whatever yeah I just and it, yeah
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's just the writing or if that's Daniel Bruhl's performance or
0: what it is. I, don't I think see. it's a little bit of both. Yeah, Bucky. I I'm intrigued by Bucky. He seems likable, but yeah. yeah. Falcon. Um, yeah, I I I think
1: we mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Just how I I don't care about Falcon either, and how I've always just thought he's like the most boring superhero like who gives a crap about your
0: wings i don't <laughs> it's just like he's he's kind of like cap you know i thought cap was kind of boring at the beginning of the mcu because just like he's always gonna do the right thing or whatever mm-hmm. so he's always gonna say the perfect thing so he's just not that interesting that was my problem with cap in like the early days of the mcu um they made it more interesting as it went on and i think chris hem or chris Hemsworth, chris evans being a charismatic actor helped that too i just yeah. I, I just don't think they've written anything for him to do whatever mm-hmm. what's the actor's name again who plays him uh, uh anthony Mackey. yeah anthony mack i just don't think they've given him anything yeah to work with
1: yeah no anthony anthony i can't say this anthony Mackey is a good actor he was in that episode of black mirror
0: oh yeah the uh he's, good, play he's test. good in that yeah i think it's or not playtest uh striking vipers
1: or whatever striking vipers yeah yeah And i don't know i think i think it is mostly just the writing like they they don't know how to make him interest they didn't really like give him enough setup early on and like in the mcu and so people are already kind of bored of him and now they're trying to like fix that and it's they're not doing
0: enough I think, yeah, I think just that's my biggest problem with the show right now. Like, Bucky's kind of interesting, but they haven't, he was more interesting early on when they were talking about his past and he was dealing with his baggage and stuff, but he hasn't really faced a lot of that. I mean, I guess just uh, getting back with Zemo that first time. So, I mean, that's been interesting. Mm -hmm. Zemo's been interesting, but... I don't care about Sharon Carter. (laughs) I do not care about the Falcon. (laughs) Um, They just, I I do not care about the new Captain America because he's not been intriguing at all. So it's just like the show is being dominated by these characters. I don't find interesting at all.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. I, the ending of the episode, it's, it's whatever. I mean, kind of expected it. I am like, I forgot. I mean, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm kind of interested to see what what they're gonna do after that, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of the the theories of what people could do, or like how the series could go following that event, are more interesting
0: than probably what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, what would happen in real life is caps getting canceled. Yeah. Maybe. But he, I think like I, I think maybe like, he gets canceled, and then uh, he just goes completely insane and just whatever and
1: i think like a government cover-up would be cooler like if they're wanting to protect that image of captain america i think that would be cooler like more interesting but i don't think they're gonna
0: do that i don't know nor do i really care honestly (laughs) uh apparently episode five is the really good episode or whatever we'll see
1: we'll see that's game changing episode (laughs)
0: boy uh yeah this i'm glad this series did not come out first cuz then it might have made me miss out on WandaVision <laughs> um yeah i just this i don't know i mean it has moments where it, it yeah is good and the, the action act, is
1: pretty consistently good Like, but it's I, not I,
0: it's not amazing though it's not insane also just some of the camera work it is just like it's shaky for no reason and it's very <laughs> stereotypically shot action, generic, you know. So I, it, a lot of this show has just been very generic for me, or just undercooked, or not intriguing, not good, like not not fine. I would say serviceable, fine, and it just doesn't go to the next level, which maybe feels like early Marvel to me, like th- when they were just figuring out their stuff.
1: Maybe they'll save it in the last couple episodes.
0: Maybe. I mean, there. I think it, like, you know the Carly storyline. It she is. I find her somewhat interesting until she just randomly blows up a bunch of people for <laughs> no good reason. They don't understand our message or whatever. And apparently, there's been a whole storyline with like a vaccine or like a pandemic that has been cut out. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I've stuff. heard of that. Um, but
1: yeah um, I just yeah the last thing I did want to mention is like I did like Zemo smashing the vials I think that was pretty obvious he was going to do that <laughs> he just gets hit in the side of the head with the shield like <laughs> it comes at him at like 30 miles an hour that sh- that looks like he's going to get brain damage from that yeah you would I, die you would be yeah.
0: severely hurt you I would, would have at least a recoiled m- from that I was like Jesus <laughs> You would have a major concussion at the very yeah. least. And then Captain America just bludgeons a guy's head at the end of the movie or end of the show or whatever. And yeah. Everybody's got their phones out. And he's like...
1: "Got He's got the shield and it's covered in blood and it's like, ooh, symbolism.
0: I don't get this... <laughs> so I don't get the whole super soldier altering personality thing because they don't, re- like... <laughs> I just like I haven't bought that yet. Like, Carl we yeah. didn't really know Carly well enough to like she doesn't seem like she's going insane unless they just do that in the next couple episodes and Well, and, and Captain America never went crazy.
1: No. I think in, I think in the first Captain America they say they mention how the super soldier serum hasn't worked on other people because I, I don't know, something like that, but it's it hasn't really been Hard established. It's just kind of been brought up here. I don't think even so. I don't think even Civil War, which talks about like the super soldier stuff. I don't even think that movie
0: talks about it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, there were parts of this episode I liked. I liked when uh Zemo was singing Baba Black Sheep <laughs> no, and <yeah>. handing out <laughs> Turkish Delights to the kids. I'm also confused at like where I feel like this show has taken place in like two different streets. <laughs> I'm like, isn't like, have they been here before? It looks very similar. I don't know. I honestly, I,
1: <laughs> I just forgot where they, I don't even know where they're at right now. I don't, I don't know.
0: Is it Segovia? No, no that's Segovia's gone. Segovia is like destroyed. Is it, I, I don't know. I, Madripoor was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to that. Yeah, the power broker. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Um See, that's the thing. It's like it's just too bad because WandaVision was so fun to talk about week by week. Mm-hmm. This I'm like just let's get it over with. <laughs> like I don't care. Like, two like you're left. like you're setting up some of these things but you haven't made a compelling show, so I don't care where it's going. Yeah, really. And I'm convinced Cap, new Cap's gonna die. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, at this point if they had kept him like a guy good to death, a little
0: longer, you can't bludgeon a guy to death and then kill off his <laughs> his sidekick. Yeah, um, <laughs> which yeah, and um, he's just gonna go off the rails and it's gonna consume him and he's gonna die. I hope Zemo's the one who takes him out. Maybe
1: he'll uh, maybe he'll sacrifice himself at the end in like a sort of redemption.
0: <laughs> maybe we'll see. All right, Holden. Uh, do you, I don't know, do you want to score this episode? Um, sure. I mean, I don't really, I felt like I enjoyed it more than I'm conveying, but I, I, it just is overshadowed by the parts that I thought were stupid, which was him just being like, I'll give you 10 minutes. Nope, you're done. You're under arrest, everybody. I'm ruining the whole episode. And then I'm going to just bludgeon a guy with Captain America's shield, uh, which I is definitely th- dark. I think,
1: <laughs> yeah (laughs) i think it was uh i think it was maybe more exciting than some of the other episodes but um yeah i don't know i'm probably gonna give it like a seven
0: i'm gonna go six all right uh it's this show has been fine so on to something that's a lot better promising young woman
1: Uh, promising young woman um so we weren't originally gonna do that this what what drove you to watch
0: this jimmy well i just saw that it was available to rent i had some time thursday and evening and i was like i'll watch it so i did okay and uh Yeah. yeah we were
1: looking yeah we were trying to figure out i mean i think at the end of the last episode we we mentioned how we weren't really sure what we were doing um but jimmy uh when, I was, when we were talking about what movie we should do this week he mentioned how he had seen it and coincidentally i was actually rewatching it friday night um for uh because they were showing it on campus here um so i rewatched it for the podcast too um but i've previously mentioned that this was my favorite movie of 2020 i think it holds up in that placement for me um kind of a little um a little synopsis, I guess. Uh, it's We got her name's Cassie. Uh, I don't remember her last name, but uh, she is she's a young woman, the titular promising young woman. Um, and she uh, goes out to bars and pretends to be uh, too drunk to stand uh, in, in hopes that a guy will take her home. And uh, she does some sort of revenge on them if they uh, try to sexually assault her in any way. Um, yes, played yeah. by
0: Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, played uh, by Carrie Mulligan. Uh, 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 and yeah. The, yeah, that's the kind of the premise of the movie. Things evolve from there in terms of where this quest for revenge takes her and her life mm-hmm. as she as she struggles with grief, I would say. Yes. Uh, Without getting into anything. Uh, Of course, uh, we will do spoiler reviews. If you want to, this is our non-spoiler review. If you want to jump over our spoilers, when we get to that, the time codes are in the description. So you don't want to have this movie spoiled for you. Believe me. You did not want to have this movie spoiled for you. If
1: you're interested in this movie at all, do not listen to the spoiler section.
0: But you can listen to this because we're in non-spoilers. You're safe Holden, let's talk about uh, what we like about this movie. All what right, should we begin with
1: what's your? Well, I want to. What's your overall thought on it? Because I, I already said that it was my favorite movie of 2020. But
0: oh, I, I really like it. Yeah, I would. I would say Minari is still number one for me, but I would put this right neck and neck with Nomadland for number two. Okay, kind of awesome. depending. Uh, Without kind of, <laughs> without kind of going more into detail as to why it might feel one way or another. Uh, but uh, yes, this movie I think is expertly written by Emerald uh, Fennel or Fennel, yeah, um, no. who uh, was nominated for Best Directing Oscar. Uh, Carrie Mulligan nominated for Best Actress, and mm-hmm. this movie's nominated for Best Picture, and I think it's also Best Original Screenplay. Uh, yeah, which I think, which I think would be. Screenplay cool if it won because i think this screenplay is fantastic i do too uh, yeah uh fan fan four stick and <laughs> uh oh, it and, is uh,
1: emerald fennel we would mentioned i think last week she's doing a dc movie now so i'm kind of i'm more excited for that, that now that she's I attached to it but believe go.
0: this is her directorial debut i yeah, think yeah
1: and i don't know if she's written on any other movies i'm gonna i'll look it up you keep talking
0: uh, it's incredibly well written. Uh, the tension is amazing. This movie is just it builds so well. I think it's paced so well. It's got so much momentum as it goes. It it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. It, the intrigue is there. That's kind of there's these mysterious elements that slowly unravel. Mm-hmm. You have you have pretty predictable kind of. Uh, arcs and there's there's one storyline that hits some predictable arcs but then it just then the story will just skew in a way that you don't expect randomly in the middle of that um Mm -hmm. so some parts are predictable and other parts are very unpredictable and i think that balance plays out really well and keeps you invested um so it's just yeah I I enjoyed watching every scene. I love how it played out too, because you like you kind of know something is going on, but they will. Uh, Fennel does a really good job at like disorienting you just enough where you're like, okay, what what exactly, where exactly is this scene taking place in terms of what I know is going on here mm-hmm. in off screen, and that dramatic. The- Uh, the dramatic irony and and that tension is used to such great effect
1: yeah there is there there's so much happening off screen which i think lots of times can be a negative for a film but that just like heightens the tension in this movie because uh, there is such a factor of the unknown in this movie and i i think the the trailers convey that pretty well as as well um you just don't like you don't know what people are actually doing in any given scene like you you see you see what you see but then you could you can your imagination can take you any number of ways as to what happens following that scene Uh, and it's not until i later on in the movie it becomes more obvious as to what's actually happening and everything but um yeah and i do want to mention part of that unpredictability obviously won't get into it here but the ending is is very much in that in that vein
0: well, the uh, so if you don't know about this, there's a lot of people who really like 80% of this movie and then they don't like the ending. Um so I the it's I won't I won't go into really why I, obviously we're not going to go into why here in non-spoilers, but I don't even I I think that's all we should say about it. Holden. Yeah. Um that's fine. In, in the non-spoilers, life even our reactions to the ending. I think we should just save that all for spoilers. Um um
1: Oh, and I, I did look up Emerald Fennel. She's actually an actress. I think this is the first time she's done writing and directing. But she's apparently had big roles on The Crown and a lot of period dramas. So, hmm, cool. Maybe you, maybe you know her from those things, dear listener.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, but the acting in this movie is really good. Bo Burnham has a big role. He's oh. kind of the... He's great. great i (laughs) i was gonna say
1: i uh i don't think i've ever like bo burnham he i mean he i think he started out as like an internet kind of personality and then he broke his way into acting probably anywhere like five ten years ago somewhere in there um but he was great honestly i was i was kind of surprised i don't think i was ever really a fan of his stand-up or anything but yeah
0: yeah, I mean, his chemistry with Carey Mulligan is excellent. They are mm-hmm. funny together. Uh, they're, they're we just didn't mention Kerry
1: Mulligan, how good she is. I excellent. Think. Yeah, amazing. I I don't think she'll win, but I would be very happy if she won Best Actress. Yeah. It, was just, sh- and it held up on a second watch, too. Like I think I noticed even more of her nuances about... and I think having seen the whole movie maybe helps that a little it, it, it's not like there's a huge like twist or anything like that that makes you rethink the whole movie but i think having in context of everything that happens rewatching it kind of helps
0: yeah she she is has shows a ton of range too like mm-hmm. she basically she shows you every emotion you can have uh and and it's very convincing and it, it feels very true to the character so yes. the acting overall is excellent uh there's some interesting little cameos in there i'm like wow i did not expect you to be in this movie it,
1: there's a lot of people <laughs> like in this movie i and i even upon rewatch, there were some people i forgot like i i think the main one and this isn't like a, a spoiler because he's not really crucial to the plot but clancy brown as her dad uh mr mm-hmm. krabs you, you probably know him as the voice of mr krabs he does a lot of voice acting he does a lot of uh, uh, in person acting though he's usually a villainous character but not so here
0: um but yeah i mean i just overall i thought the writing was excellent the cinematography' is fantastic too mm-hmm. it's very colorful it's kind of like yeah, i've heard it compared to like candy yeah at times it it just pops. very it's- bright and pleasing colors
1: which i think is kind of a nice. It, it kind of clashes with the, the the actual subject matter of the movie but i think it does that in a way that's interesting and just unique
0: yeah there's a really good composition too in terms of where they place things in the frame especially certain characters like there'll be like a, a shot where you know, the head is in the very bottom of the frame and there's just mm-hmm. a bunch of emptiness in the top and that's used to good effect and all that stuff. So yeah, the cinematography, I thought the music complemented the movie pretty well. Um, oh yeah. I love, I love the soundtrack. There's some good stuff here. I'll probably talk about that in spoilers too. Um, yeah. And then I remember not being super like blown away by the trailer. I thought it looked, mm, it kind of could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah i just thought the whole, the movie just knocked it out of the park i i thought it was such a in such a like fascinating watch where it was at times very uncomfortable and frustrating to watch because it was supposed to be mm-hmm. and uh it felt a, like i just got very very slight tarantino vibes in terms of like just that you know in like Inglorious bastards where you'll have the discussions that are very tense That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, And then just the whole like Venge Quest sort of storyline of it felt Tarantino-y to me, but obviously much more grounded, much less, you know, hyper-violent. There's also like, I I, I think it may be,
1: I think this is accentuated more than any any Tarantino movie, but there's like awkward humor, (laughs) like, there's some mm-hmm. parts in this movie where like there's jokes made and they are like funny jokes, but in context of what's happening, you don't know if you should be laughing at it. But I think that's like, I think that just adds to the whole gray like matter of most of the things that are happening in this movie. And so I think I think like I, because I when we showed this on campus, like there are people who like just laughed at these jokes, you know, whatever. There are people, I, I talked to some people who were like, didn't want to laugh because they didn't want to seem like like insensitive or anything but i think both reactions are are fairly valid i think that's the intention
0: i wish i could have seen this movie with other people (laughs) (laughs) because i just watched it alone and it's like yeah there's some parts of this movie you're like "Hmm, i wonder how other people reacted to that (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah it's just it's a movie that's fun to watch it unfold and mm-hmm. I, and that's that's just fun cuz there like I said there's some mysterious elements some scenes play out where they're very tense and you're trying to figure out exactly what's going on and that sort of stuff um so yeah it's it's very good i would say yeah very good uh, i don't know if it's flawless but it is really really no. really stinking good and, and worthy uh, of all the Academy Awards it's been nominated for certainly I don't even
1: think it's flawed I'll get into spoilers I have like a couple issue, minor issues issues that might not even be issues it's more about the themes but we'll, we'll get to it
0: yeah Um. I guess anything else you want to touch on and non-spoilers or are you ready to give your rating Holden oh, I think I'm ready to give my rating alright what are you going to give this time Holden I'm trying
1: to remember what I gave those other movies that I've rated so highly lately. I don't. I think Minari, I probably gave a nine. Probably, uh, No Lane I gave an eight and a half. I'll probably give this a n-
0: nine, nine and a half. Uh, those are in, the two numbers I'm jostling with too. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, nine.
1: Yeah, I think that's safe for me too. I
0: yeah I yeah because Minari very good, and
1: I mean. I, I enjoy this movie more than I enjoy Minari, but I I probably see it on a similar level.
0: They're two completely different. Oh ones. yeah, completely that is different. For sure, I can't really compare them very easily. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I in, I enjoyed both of them for completely different reasons, and I'm excited to talk about this movie in spoilers.
1: Right, so uh, yeah. Um, Cassie dies. <laughs>
0: You're just leading off with that. All right, yeah. just going At right the, into the, it. Yeah, uh,
1: she dies, and I have to say, I was like, <laughs> I watched this in the theater, and everyone in the audience that I saw it with, and I, uh, I actually saw this movie with my mom. Um, but she and like the rest of the audience, you could just like, they were so like there was just like an audible silence to everything everyone was so uncomfortable everyone was so like is this like real are they like really killing off the main character Mm -hmm. and it's just like i mean the whole situation in the movie itself is uncomfortable and then the the outcome is even more uncomfortable and it's just like it was i mean i can that's probably that's this, this the decision that people some people don't like is mostly that um but i
0: liked it i think overall i did did too i i was just like the first time i mean just like the moment of you're just so surprised like i don't know what to feel because you're just like i i even knew the ending was like divisive and i just was like oh oh my goodness i'm like is this happening and then you just i'm just in disbelief for like the first three four minutes and i mean just the way it happens is so traumatizing to watch i mean it's just like this guy it's just suffocating her with the pillow and smothering her and also like it's not just trying to not die himself and you're like oh my gosh but also not a good person
1: no it's it's not until they burned the body that I was finally like she's actually dead because I was like I, well maybe you know she could be faking it you know I don't know that's like, what I was
0: thinking I'm possibly. like she's faking it and then he pulls out the pillow and he's like oh crap no it, what'd you do and yeah yeah and that's Al-Mon the whole that's Roe.
1: that scene between those two characters is what I was talking about when some like there's some funny lines in there but like you don't like you don't want to laugh so. That was the kind of dis- divisive part there that I was talking with people at the showing.
0: About yeah, and like it's the whole two minute suffocation. I mean, it's all uh. on there. Like that was the actual stunt where right? they were like, "This is how long it would take to suffocate someone," and that's yeah, how long it they was show uncomfortably it for. long. And yeah. it's just like you're just waiting for her to, to get the upper hand again, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's just like what is. And then the rest of the movie happens, and you're like, "What the heck?" Um, yeah. So one of the most surprising things I've ever seen in the movie, certainly. Honestly, yeah.
1: Um, I think um, the other thing people don't like, and I'm this is where I was talking about an issue that I have. I think is for how cynical this movie is with how people, you know, treat the issue of rape and sexual assault and stuff. I think leaving the end of the movie in full trust of law enforcement is interesting because i think that's like a hot topic right now that i feel like this movie would feel differently about because like there's there's you know there's people online that you know there's you see like rape like convicted rapists that get out of jail and everything like with that with very little jail time and whatnot and people are you know very rightfully upset about that I would say but it seems interesting to me that this movie takes a stance where oh they they'll take this guy in and he'll get his comeuppance I don't know
0: I don't know I guess I the only thing I would counter that with is that she sent all the information and the tape to the the guy who apparently is a really (laughs) to Doc Ock who's apparently a good lawyer you Mm -hmm. know so it's like I have a, like I, I guess based on for me that thought didn't come up just because of the way they set up the movie mm-hmm. and in terms of and all of these things and you know with him being the lawyer and and that just really hard evidence of this thing happened and also this person's gone and then they literally found the remains of her burned body so yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no and yeah. I I I think like it's what's implied is you know he'll go to jail for a long time and it's a pretty solid case it's just i guess i don't know it's considering the fact you know you have like the whole scene where she confronts the dean of that school and like it's very much like a very obvious commentary on how schools deal with this kind of situation and everything just seemed weird to me that like with all the the arguments and stuff online about law enforcement that they would go that way but I digress I don't I don't know I don't they maybe I'm just misinterpreting it
0: yeah I I don't know I I didn't get that sense but I don't know as much as other people do so yeah um admit that
1: since we're still or on the like the end of the movie um I did my I think my favorite scene just fear pure aesthetic is when she's approaching the cabin (laughs) I think like that scene is like very well shot. I think like the colors on her costume pop against the forest and the music is the Toxic by Britney Spears cover. Mm -hmm. And the way that that whole scene is like edited, it's just like a very like I got like goosebumps watching it. Not because I'm like necessarily tense, especially on the second time, but it's just like this is like really clean. (laughs) <laughs> like the music well and it was also it's like editing.
0: it's like the hype music it's like here yeah. we go all right yeah now, which is crazy because i was watching uh an interview with Car- with carrie mulligan and emerald fennel uh after uh, that variety did and apparently like her original idea when she sat down to do- write the screenplay was the original ending was they were all gonna get carved up by you know by Cassie in the cabin and that's what was going to happen. But then when mm-hmm. she went to write it, she just is like, this would, this is not what was going to happen. This is not realistic. Yeah. The realistic thing is it doesn't go her way. And, and this thing. Yeah. Can, Which I consumes her and all
1: that. And honestly, I think that that whole idea of it not going her way, I think fits perfectly with, you know, how it's uh, the whole movie being about, you know, sexual assault and everything and, and stuff like that. So I would, uh, yeah, I think it's a fitting ending,
0: and that it's you know for justice to be served, you have to destroy your own life. Exactly. Yeah, to be, that too. You have to be obsessed with this, and you can't move on with your own life for you know until like for justice to be served, because mm-hmm. it's such an uphill battle. It's just, it's just I. Ah, it makes me just so angry that people are like this, Holden. I know that's uh (laughs) um my
1: girlfriend came to the showing and watched it and afterwards she's like this made me hate men more than i already do (laughs) um yeah and i think yeah i i think it's i mean one of the things one of my friends who's not even a guy but like one of my friends who did like bring up the concern of the movie that like pretty much every guy in this movie is just, like, a person, aside from, I would say, her dad and, I guess, Doc Ock lawyer, you know, has, he feel he, f- he basically has, like, not slept in, like, f- 10, 15 years because he feel he's, like, tortured by what he did, so he's got, like, some redeemable qualities, but, like, and I, I don't know, I think it's, for me, I'm more, like, women have had such a negative stereotype for so long in a lot of movies that having one movie where men are bad is okay.
0: (laughs) I don't, I don't have a problem with that. To me. And I think I, and I can see that too, where it's like, they're all like these frat type boys, you know, who Mm. are all these partiers things, which I am not that type of person. No. Uh, So uh, I can see that. And it obviously isn't representative of all men, but I think it is important to say that people can be like this and disguise themselves as good people. Yeah. I think that's a very valuable image. And even convince themselves
1: of that, too. Yeah, like, like, I'm a good guy. Oh, that
0: was, like, just because you were younger doesn't make it okay and doesn't mean that it's not destroying other people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Like... (laughs) Like just because you may like you might even acknowledge that's a mistake that was not okay, no. but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's not your fault, and that you didn't literally ruin two people's lives or multiple people's lives and. So. And
1: also, I mean, I I think it also shows that it happens a lot more than you think it does. I mean, I don't I, I don't know. Well, I I don't know. Yeah, it does happen more than you yes. think it does.
0: So. And it's, it's, yeah, it is horrible and it makes me angry and I just, mm-hmm. I oh my goodness, I just, I can't, I cannot believe that people do this to people and then they just think it's okay yeah. and they get to live the rest of their lives without having any sort of consequences for it. Um, um, yeah, so I that's, wa- that's interesting.
1: What were we going to say? I, I- want to talk, uh, I wanted to talk about Bo Burnham's character. I mean, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people, myself included, are like, oh my gosh, like there's no way this can <laughs> this can be like good, like things seem to be going too well for them and everything and I definitely thought that too, but it is like, I don't know if it's worse than I thought it was going to be, like what it, it turned out for him, but like it's, it's definitely like heartbreaking when you have that
0: realization. So and I I don't know if I'm was he just like in the video? Is he just a bystander? Is that what is I think what's he's? Y-
1: yes, yeah, I think so. I don't think he's filming it. I think, he's I think just he was
0: it. just like in the laughing right, and just not doing anything. Mm-hmm. From if I from what I gathered, that it, it obviously don't show anything. So, um, yeah, it's just like oh, it just makes me feel bad because it's like. That was her, you know. She kind of felt like she was being able to reclaim herself, and this mm-hmm. thing, this you know, rightful sense of wanting to have justice for her best friend, you know, consumes mm-hmm. her. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's just it's hard to watch, and it's it's really good, and you yeah. you just like that's uh, really good blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also
1: uh. This was, like, very tense on the second watch. This may have even been more tense on the second watch because, like, I know... Obviously, I know she's going to die. I know that Bo Burdum's going to turn out to be bad. And so when when those scenes are, like, approaching, I'm, like, squirming in my seat. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's fun, but it's definitely uncomfortable, too.
0: Um, I loved the Roman numeral um, scenes and how they started Yeah, that. I did, too. And the... You know, you're like picking up that one, the Dean's daughter and the whole scene with the Dean because you're like, you're not actually sure what's going on. That I love how with the
1: Dean is fantastic.
0: I love how she just how uh, Emerald Fennel just kind of disorients you just enough where you don't know what happened to the daughter off screen. So you're not you're in the kind of the seat, seat of the Dean. Yeah, And you're oh, and like, oh, maybe she does want to go back to med school because she's her life is kind of coming back around and stuff. And oh, no, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is crazy. Well,
1: and I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm in college, but I was I definitely thought she did a very good job of like of making statements about how schools like i don't i don't want to say anything about august state where i go to school i don't know anything about how they treat these things but i definitely like you know it's a thing that some schools do not take these things as seriously as they probably should rape and sexual assault um and so i think very good statement and very i guess timely just where i'm at in life with college
0: yeah and uh yeah, I, I, and I love the scene with Alfred Merlina where he's like asking for forgiveness and she forgives him and you can tell he's consumed by it too and he's a person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I like how that played out. Like again, yeah, you're like, you're just like, all right, here's the Venge quest and then there's just another wrench thrown into the, the story and and yeah, then can- is obviously you get the big wrench or she dies and then five is the whole twist or she has the... The backup plan and
1: well you you keep mentioning these different scenes and I keep thinking oh yeah that's among my favorite scenes too but I like I keep thinking about that of like the whole movie but yeah that Alfred Molina scene is like is great because I feel like that's some of the first we just see of like people recognizing that they're wrong and have been like trying to fix it and like I I don't know like alfred molina he's his character is obvious as i mentioned before he's like he's been tortured about this ever since he did it like 10 years ago or whatever that was and he's never forgiven himself and he like is wanting cassie to give him any opportunity he can to give him any sort of redemption i think just that that's that's really interesting really an interesting character for as little screen time as he has
0: yeah and then uh and just yeah you just feel the heartbreak because Bo Burnham and Carey Mulligan have such good chemistry and you like them together mm-hmm. and yeah it's just like oh
1: they have that scene where they're singing Paris Hilton <laughs> in the pharmacy the,
0: yeah Um. yeah I mean I'm trying to think of if there's any other scenes there's the one in the, the fancy restaurant uh, with the
1: Allison Brie
0: yes uh from uh they were med school buddies and then she just yeah more just uncomfortable things that you've heard people say in real life and it just makes you feel terrible about the world
1: (laughs) i think yeah and i you know i think that's one of the other interesting things is like we we hear all of these different uncomfortable things in this movie it's kind of all brought into like one film, one narrative where we have like full context of everything, at least by the end. And you hear these things in real life. And now it's like, if you put it into context of this kind of stuff, it's even like more disturbing and disappointing.
0: Yeah. And um, ugh, it's just, it's a, it's kind of a heavy movie, you know? It is. It's, it's fun to watch. It's hard to watch. It's, it's super intriguing. And uh, I just, it's yeah, Such I, it would be. I hope it wins best original screenplay. I really do because I think it was fantastically written, and I think Carrie Mulligan, uh, if she wins the Oscar, she would be very well deserving. And and also, um, Emer- uh, Emerald Fennell. I mean, if she pulls off an upset over Chloe uh, Tso, um, I think that would also be worthy too. I just yeah. fantastic film.
1: What a. Yeah, and just, like, a wild, just tone, like, this <laughs> wide range of tones in the movie that I think it balances Absolutely, really yeah. well. Like, it's, I mean, because, I mean, even before, you know, you have, like, the humor you don't know if you're supposed to laugh at, there are genuinely funny parts of the movie,
0: like, m- moments that mm-hmm. are supposed to make you laugh. And um, some people did, like, there. there's critiques that, like, this movie's totally inconsistent, and I'm like, yeah, but... I also life is totally inconsistent so yeah felt real
1: no i think i think for for doing like a revenge thriller like this i think this was it was a unique spin on it and yeah i don't know i liked it a lot (sighs) liked it a lot
0: all right anything else to add holden i don't think so all right what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing
1: all right uh this week i did uh i watched uh, after godzilla versus kong last week i went and watched the original original godzilla from 1954 black and white in japanese how is that um yeah it was good um it, is it boring I th- uh a little bit it wasn't as boring as I was worried it was gonna be but it's definitely not that exciting it is like I think it's genuinely like a pretty good movie like special effects wise it's kind of silly but it's not awful it's not as bad as I thought it was kind of cool the way they were able to combine in some of the shots like the Godzilla you know like Tearing down buildings and stuff, but then you still see people like running around on the ground. And I'm like, oh, this is all on film. Like, I don't, I'm too stupid to figure out how they do this, but it's impressive to me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, it's like, like a very dark movie and very like symbolic movie. It is like, it's not just, I mean, cause this was like the first monster movie, like first Japanese monster movie. It's not like, just a monster tearing down a city it's all like an allegory for like nuclear war and it's very much like a it's it's a response to you know like the the bombings uh of like hiroshima and stuff and it's it's a very sad movie sometimes i think it's like definitely worth a watch um but it's yeah you probably shouldn't watch it if you're like tired because it is a little it does drag a little bit i think towards the end Um, But after I watched that, I'm kind of like on a kick right now where I kind of want to watch a lot of these older Godzilla movies just because I'm curious and I kind of even want to see like the silly ones later on. Um, But I watched the sequel, which apparently just came out one year after the original. It's called Godzilla Raids Again, and it is really bad. (laughs) It's like it's not done by the same director. I think the director of the original came back and did a lot of them, but he didn't do this original one. And it is just... The last 40 minutes of this movie are the most boring thing I've watched in a long time. I think it took me three sittings to get through because like this is the first movie where it introduced, like another monster. and you know that was cool. It was kind of cool to watch them fight for a little bit. But the monster dies like halfway into the movie. And so then the second half of the movie is, like, all focused on the humans and them trying to defeat Godzilla again. But they only, like, actually attack Godzilla when there's, like, 10 to 15 minutes left. So there's a whole chunk in there, which is just the most boring shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Did not care about it at all. I, uh, I def- this definitely feels like it was just rushed into production because the first one was so popular when it happened. Um... So yeah, don't recommend that. But the next one I'm going to watch, I'm probably going to watch this tomorrow at some point, is the original King Kong vs. Godzilla, which is actually only the third Godzilla movie. So I'll uh, probably get back to you on that next week. What year is that? That's like 1963, I think. Wow. That one came out. Um, they all like I think all of the 15 like original really old ones are on HBO Max so that's how I'm watch- watching them uh my favorite movie I watched though uh, this week is a studio uh, Ghibli movie I had never seen before and is I had never really even heard of it it's called Porco rosso and it is this movie about a pig I think it's in like World War one era but it's a pig who flies a plane for like Italy but he or he used to fly a plane for Italy um but now he like is kind of like a mercenary and he fights like pirates air pirates and stuff like that and I didn't I had never heard of this movie I was just kind of surfing HBO Max and found it it is actually directed by Miyazaki who does like all of the most popular and well-liked uh Ghibli movies um but it is like hilarious this movie is so funny um obviously you know like I, I, there there are some themes to the, the main character being a, a pig and everything but like i mean it's also just funny because it's pigs flying <laughs> when pigs fly um but it, it's like a very funny movie very action-packed movie the the antagonists in this movie are just like genuinely hilarious i every time they were on the screen I just had a smile on my face they're not really that threatening
0: but their presence are they the is, angry are they the Angry birds taking up the pigs? angry birds <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh but it's uh, it's beautiful movie as all of their movies are it's uh got a good English voice cast Michael Keaton voices the main character um hmm. this came out in like 1993 I think um and it's very—I I mean, it is deep, like all of Miyazaki's films are. It focuses a lot on like feminism and obviously war, which he likes to—he likes to comment on a lot. Um, but I would hard recommend it. I think this is among my favorite Studio Ghibli movies now. It's probably it
0: might be top three for me. I liked it a lot. I—I uh, re- I keep forgetting they're on HBO Max. I should really watch those while I have this streaming service. You haven't seen *Spirited Away*, have you? No. I've only yeah, seen Howl's Moving that. Castle. Yeah. Uh,
1: I uh my favorites I think are Spirited Away, Porco Rosso, and Kiki's delivery service. Kiki's is a lot of childhood nostalgia though. I'm not sure if you would like that one that much. Um And then aside from that, I watched the movie She's All That. That was really bad. It's like a late Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) well, and this that was it was funny because so it like the the male lead is Freddie Prince Jr. So I'm like okay Freddie Prince Jr. and then Matthew Lillard is in it as like a really really funny supporting character and I'm like oh Matthew Lillard okay Shaggy and Fred from the Scooby Doo movies Mm -hmm. okay, and then (laughs) Sarah Michelle geller was uh, had a cameo in it so Daphne was in it as well (laughs) and I was like wow just. Everyone, this is basically Scooby Doo zero point five right here. You're like, um, Scoob!" I Matthew Lillard is so underutilized. I think every he was good in Scream. He's good in this. He's even though I didn't like this movie, and he's good in the Scooby Doo movies as Shaggy. Like, I underutilized actor. What is he doing well, now?
0: Hold on, let's write a screenplay for Matthew Lillard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very fun. He did like a big dance in this movie, and he was like, "How do you get your body moving like that?" Uh, Jesus. Add anyway. him to
0: my Knives Out two cast.
1: Yeah, I would love. You know what? If he was in Knives Out two, fantastic. He could be the Sonic, villain. Scoob. <laughs> Knives Out. Uh yeah, that's that's it for me though, Jimmy.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was just sick all week, so <laughs> spent most of the week sleeping. Uh, I am almost. Platinum with my Spider-Man remastered, so that's what I've been doing. I finished the the story there, and I'll be playing through the, the just the DLC storyline. I'll get on to Miles Morales. Nice. Uh, otherwise, I I just watched. Um, Promising young woman was gonna be my thing, but then we ended up. That was very fortuitous. Holding that you had rewatched it. And in fact, Carrie Mulligan was the SNL host last night. Was she? Um, was she? Yeah. Good? uh there i i liked her monologue which was pretty funny and uh of the sketches i watched her the there was like a commercial for like a uh anti uh irritable irritable uh irritable bowel syndrome ad that was pretty funny so you were gonna watch the other ones were all right um but those two were pretty funny. Um <laughs> nothing like some good old poop jokes, Holden. Get me laughing. Uh doesn't take much. It's a low bar. Um <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I still want to see nobody. I was really hoping to see nobody this weekend and then uh just cuz I'm antisocial, you know. Uh but I just wasn't feeling good Friday night when I would would have gone to see it. So Yeah, hold on. Otherwise, uh, we did not talk about what we're going to do for next week's episode. Is there a movie coming out? Um, Uh,
1: No, I don't think so. So next week could be our gap week. I think there's another one before Spiral. So that could probably do it, too. So we'll just have to talk about it because I think in two weeks is Mortal Kombat.
0: Uh, Um, There is that uh, we have never reviewed a documentary, I don't think. Um, And there's that Seaspiracy documentary on Netflix that I've heard really good things about. uh, That's trending right now. Um, Wait, which one? It's called Seaspiracy. It's been Mm. trending on Netflix. It came out recently. I've heard really good things about it. We haven't done a documentary. It's on Netflix, one of your favorite streaming services. So we might do that. (laughs) We still haven't watched SpongeBob. True. Sponge on the Run, or whatever it's called. (laughs) So, uh, well, but don't worry we have we got to do an episode the next two weeks because we have falcon and the, the winter soldier oh yeah you're right
1: okay i think the week after mortal combat i feel like there's nothing coming out so maybe that'll be our gap week yeah
0: or if it could just be whenever we get busy so
1: yeah that too <laughs> which is great uh, so. yeah the week that spiral comes out is like right before finals and i can't call it off because it's spiral
0: (laughs) it's spiral holden spiral is more important than your school you you hear that kid's spiral is more important than school it is um so i can't i cannot wait holden episode 100 the special 100 spirals for 100 episode 100 days of spiral we'll go to the premiere Yeah, the premiere at, like, 6 o'clock or whatever it's going to (laughs) be. We should go to that movie just, like, in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) It's not going to be scary, so not that it matters. (laughs) I don't know, Holden. could be pretty scary. Anyway, Uh, long story short, we'll figure it out. (laughs) Maybe we'll we'll watch Sea Spirits, yeah. I don't know. Maybe...
1: I don't know if I want to watch a documentary for the podcast.
0: Come on, Holden, why are they not legitimate films? They are
1: legitimate films, but if it's not something I'm like genuinely interested in, I tend to not Oh, like The it Earth?
0: Much. What? The Earth? I don't know the what it's about. So it's, it's about I I how we're anything. destroying the Earth. Oh,
1: no, I don't care about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: I don't know. I apparently my coworkers were were shook by it, as the kids say. So hmm. we'll talk about it. You'll
1: see an episode up uploaded next week and you'll be like, oh, OK, they decided to do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we uh, you can give us requests for movies uh, by leaving us a five star review on iTunes or. You can email us at tompodcast at gmail.com or you can donate to our Patreon. Um, yeah, um, with all these movies being delayed, even with like vaccinations happening, we're we're going to be getting to some of those gap weeks soon. Um, yeah,
0: you can uh, still buy you can still buy my PS five. You can still just buy sitting <laughs> in the box.
1: It's they're just waiting for me to finally uh, buy it from you. Yeah. The audience is—they know that I want it. It's the temptation,
0: Holden. Yeah. You don't need discs. Discs are a thing of the past.
1: I have so many discs, though. Like it—it it would be such a waste for me not to get the disc version.
0: You just gonna be replaying old PS4 games all the time.
1: There's, there's some I haven't played. Yeah. Some I, I have.
0: Know. I haven't played
1: Wolfenstein Two. I want to play that. I haven't played Skyrim Legendary Edition. I want to play that.
0: You're gonna play Skyrim Legendary Edition. I have it. I bought it. <laughs> like, you're You're gonna play Skyrim now. Yeah. Why not? If you're gonna play Skyrim now, you gotta play it in VR, man. Oh my god, Jimmy. I'm just saying.
1: Whatever. I don't hate old games, Jimmy. Just because they're old. Old.
0: No old game is good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's it for this week. All right, adios, pantalones.
1: Love you.